Good evening, folks. This is Rory's room coming to you after months of no activity, but I've decided to start my podcast again because the person who encouraged me to continue this work passed away yesterday morning. He was a high school friend of mine that I've known for almost 40 years, and upon my moving to Atlanta, Georgia, he became a closer friend and actually my family attorney. Right now, I'm so distraught because it was so sudden and I'm really kicking myself because his name came up in conversation numerous times this week alone, not to mention the past few months. And folks kept asking me, had I spoken to Sekou? Had I spoken to Sekou? And I said to them, no, I hadn't spoken to him recently on the phone. We've been kind of corresponding through Facebook, you know, responses to different posts and comments, things like that. But the last time I spoke to him was a few months ago. And it was just so upsetting to find out yesterday that he had passed away. He was the person that I went to for a lot of advice on different things, not just as an attorney, but also as my friend. And I'm just at a loss for words right now, so you'll have to excuse me. I'm just just really not as polished as, as I wanted to be, but I think, you know, you guys will understand why. Um... You know, during this time, you know, we say we, we want to check on people more because COVID has really taken a lot of people, you know, from us personally, professionally, and just peripherally, uh, if we're being honest, just in the world, you know, people we know, we don't know, or that we knew a long time ago. And um, it's just really devastating when it hits you close to home in such a fashion. You know, we, we lost another high school classmate back in June, C. Otis Robinson. And I think a lot of us were still struggling and trying to reconcile that transition when this happened. And they were two of many people who would gather every year at Sekou's house for what we call our Tech South reunion. Since there were so many of us that attended Brooklyn Technical High School that lived in Atlanta, Georgia, or the surrounding areas. And it was always a great time whenever we got together because for a lot of us, we hadn't seen each other since high school or it had been decades. And in other cases, we had seen each other more recently because our friendships were more solidified. And I remember when I wanted to kind of gather us all together and we were trying to figure out, well, where can we meet? You know, did we want to pay for a hall? How long did we want to have the space for? You know, we didn't know the concept. We, we didn't know what we wanted to have come from this, except to just reunite with each other each year, since a lot of us didn't or couldn't make it to the official Class of 87 reunion in New York City in April, um, you know, whenever it would happen. And so I went to Sekou and, you know, I said, hey, you know, we're trying to, you know, 
get folks together so we can meet at least once a year, like how they have the reunion in New York. You know, would it be possible if we could kind of use your house, you know, for that event every year? And without missing a beat, he was like, most definitely, my home is your home. Which says a lot about him because, you know, when somebody opens up their home in that fashion, you know, without really any hesitation, you know, I asked the question and he immediately said yes. You know, that tells you what you need to know about Sekou. He was just a generous person, very kind, but firm and told you what you needed to hear when you needed to hear it, always with love in his heart. He was hilarious, though. He cracked jokes, and when we would get on the phone, sometimes we would just cut up about different things, and it was always nice to hear his voice. And just from my perspective, I feel very bad that I didn't do enough to stay in closer touch. You feel like you're going to see people or you're going to hear from them, especially if they live close to you. We keep putting it off each day, and then it turns into a week, and then it's a month, and then it's six months and then it's a year and then you know it could be decades after that and I know social media kind of assists a lot of us without having to have face-to-face or voice-to-voice contact because we connect with each other through posts and memes and things like that but we really need to get back to the old school way that we grew up of calling people on the phone and checking on them and making plans to meet or visit each other in our homes or wherever we can find time and space to to fellowship with each other. And I know for COVID, a lot of us are wary about wanting to go out in public more frequently than we have been. And so I, I totally understand that. But there's Zoom, there's FaceTime for those who have iPhones. There's Google Duo for those who don't. There's so many different avenues of communication now, so there's really no excuse as to why, uh, you know, we're not keeping in better touch. And by we, I mean me. I'll, I'll just speak for myself, but I know that folks would totally agree with what I'm saying as it pertains to their life and their situation. And it's just very upsetting. This week has been really difficult. And not a lot of people know that I really have anxiety attacks and I've been managing them you know over the course of the past few years I was doing yoga and meditation taking deep breaths and really managing my stress you know you can't control stuff and as a control freak you want to take on everything and try to fix everything and it just can't be done and what was happening was my health was suffering because of me trying to manage everything and there's nothing wrong with asking for help there really isn't And there's nothing wrong with telling people that you're not okay. And I will say that in this moment, I'm not okay emotionally because I really lost a dear friend who was a rock and the glue for a lot of us here in Atlanta and elsewhere. And he always used to make comments, even if it wasn't about a podcast, but I would be talking about some subject and he would respond with, If you feel this upset or if you want to talk about it more, put it in your podcast. And it became like a running joke that I knew that he was going to make that comment anytime he commented on whatever I was posting about. And it's so interesting. I have about 17 and a half different jobs and things that I'm interested in doing and that I'm currently doing. And the podcast 
space, you know, I wasn't active in it. And then it just kind of became a month and then a several months. And it's so interesting that he would always say to me, put it in a podcast because you get to express yourself unfiltered for the most part. And it's your opinion. And you can have discussions with others if you choose to or just have a monologue like I'm doing right now. And if I'm being honest, I really, again, started this podcast today after so many months of being idle in tribute to my friend Sekou Richin. Um, And honestly, I don't like to make promises because, you know, we make promises and then we can't keep them. And so it becomes like a chore and something that you feel you have to do because you you made a promise. I'm not going to say that I'm making a promise to say cool that I'll continue the podcast on a consistent basis, but I'll just go ahead and just twice a week, three times a week, really make the effort to just have you guys hear my voice and talk about things that are on my mind or that are in the news nationally or globally at this point. Um, So this one is for Sekou. We love you so much and you are sorely missed. And trust me, sir, wherever you are in this universe, wherever your spirit resides, I need you to understand that we as the village have got your son's back. I saw him today. I didn't stay long. I just wanted to lay eyes on him and let him know that if he needed anything, we are here for him, regardless of what that is. If we can't do it, we can find somebody who will. And I meant that with my whole heart. I'm tired of the performative sisterhood and the brotherhood. It's time to really take some action and do what what our mouth is saying we're going to do. We need to walk the walk if we're going to talk to talk, if you will. And my heart is really breaking for his son because he raised him to be such a fine young man. And I know that he'll continue that legacy and on that path. So I'm not worried about that. But he's only 22. And it's just so unfair that he had to lose his father at such a young age in his journey through manhood. But I am proud of the fact that Sekou laid the foundation and the groundwork for him to thrive and continue the work that he's doing, going to culinary school and owning his own business, catering and anything else that he wants to do. And even if he falters, that's okay. We're human. It's going to happen. But I told him if that happens, reach out to people regardless of what it is that you need, even if you don't need anything and you need to just sit on the phone and be silent while we're on the other end, whatever you need, Ski, that's that's what we're going to do for you. And so, like I said, I just wanted to get on here. I wasn't sure how my words would come out or how I would be feeling in the moment. And I didn't even know if I would do this podcast today. I had set a time and a date, but sometimes you got to just be spontaneous and speak from your heart in that moment. Because when you formulated your ideas and put them down on paper, they become rigid and stiff and robotic. And I like to just live a little bit more freely than that. So 
I said to myself, I need to keep it real and just jump on here and get my thoughts out and then share them with whoever's willing or interested in listening. So on that note, this is my tribute to Sekou Richin. We love you and we miss you and we will never forget you.